Certifications are intended to validate the experience that we're getting and not necessarily to um, compensate for experience that we don't have. It really can help provide that resume weight that you're looking for. Get um, them after we get a little bit of our real world work experience. And then we... All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. And today I have an amazing topic because, you know, probably like most of you listen to this podcast, you probably are thinking, do I need another degree? Do I need another certification to get a job? Is the reason why I'm not getting called back is because my resume doesn't have enough certifications or degrees? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And to talk about this amazing topic, I actually have... Kristen Diane McDonald. She's a career coach and founder of the bossystyles.com and master your craft course. Kristen, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, yeah, I look forward to diving into this topic. So I want to ask you, like, you know, when we were talking before we recorded the podcast uh, about what topic we want to dive into, why do you think this was a topic that you were passionate about discussing? Yeah, no, I have a, a personal uh, attachment to this topic, and that really comes down to um, my own personal story, which is I actually have, uh, I started my career with um, really only a GED and then an associate's degree from a community college, and I have built a pretty great career. I've, um, I've you know, contracted and worked at places like Google and Microsoft and Activision, um, Frog Design, and um, and so I've taken all that and now I, I, you know, work as a, you know, career coach and content creator and online educator. Uh, and um, but one of the ways that I've been able to kind of, um, you know, I guess kind of, you know, take that next step in my career is through some certifications. And it hasn't really made sense for me um, with the cost benefit analysis to really halt my career to go back and finish my bachelor's degree at this point. But it has made sense for me to kind of validate where I am in my career and to kind of still continue my education in some ways through some certifications. So, so that's what I've done. And that's also kind of one of the things that I have encouraged my clients to do um, either in similar search situations or even in different situations that make sense for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, it's really interesting because there's a couple of ways to look at it. You know, you, you could look at courses certification from a way to substitute traditional going to college or is it a way to, you know, improve or add on to your resume uh, or to add on to some experiences? Um, my only fear, and, and I kind of want to address this earlier on in the podcast, is it's knowing when to take a certification. Because at least with the job seekers that I found, and so let me give you guys context if you're listening to this, I primarily work with international STEM students who have experience back in their country and are doing a master's degree here in the United States. So they have a lot of education and they think that the reason why they're not getting a job is because they need one more certificate or one more course or one more degree. If they have a, a master's, they think they need a PhD, right? Or if they have a bachelor's, they think they need a master's. And, and, and I think that can fall into, uh, you can fall yourself into a trap where you're just going after certifications after certifications and that's stopping you and in the, in the, in the, in delaying you from actually starting your career because you think you lack experience when you're actually really overqualified. And then what happens is that 
you become overqualified because you have all the certifications, experience, and degrees, and don't actually have real world experience. And now companies are you're in this weird spot because you're so overqualified for a level entry role, but yet you don't have the experience, and then you can easily get rejected for being overqualified than underqualified. Now, but I, on on the flip side, on the other end of the equation, right, you can find yourself where, hey, like, you know, what if you didn't go to college or what if you have, have your AA or what if you have a bachelor's in business, but you want to go into a more technical role, right? I think that's where certifications or courses like, you know, whether it's Udemy, I know that Google has some amazing ones that even Google now says, if you take this courses, like we see them as a four year degree are, are become really, really amazing. But what are your thoughts on on, on that? Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought this up. Um, I My thoughts are that education, I mean, education can obviously come at any point in people's career. Um, typically speaking, what we tend to do is we get our education and then we go out into the workforce. Sometimes we go back for a master's mm -hmm. degree um, um, or, you know, uh, further education. But certifications, usually the way we should treat them, in my opinion, is that we get um, them after we get a little a bit of our real world work experience. And then we kind of sprinkle them in as we continue to get our real world work experience. Um, and the reason for that is that they're intended to validate the experience that we're getting and not necessarily to um, compensate for experience that we don't have. So I, I would agree that um, they, certifications are not in lieu of they are to enhance uh they are to enhance what you already have on your resume as your work experience yes yeah, no love it so what what do you think are the reasons why someone should get a certification yeah so uh yeah there i think there are four main reasons uh so the validation and credibility you know it's you know your stuff uh and you're you're really kind of validating that you actually know the stuff that you know. And that kind of goes to what we were just talking about a second ago. You can't really know your stuff unless you really have that real world experience, right? Uh, and you have, um, the next one would be your confidence and personal satisfaction. You get to, um, you know that you know your stuff and you get that personal satisfaction from, um, obtaining something and feeling that gratification from that, right? And um, I actually kind of think that this is something that happened even with me. I can I can validate that I have a personal uh, experience with this. Uh, kind of an imposter syndrome, if you will, where I knew the things that I was doing, but I didn't necessarily know that maybe I knew them. And then I went and got the certification. I was like, yeah, yeah. I actually did know that I knew my stuff. I just didn't have the like confidence to back it up. Uh, and then the third one would be resume weight. So if you're going out and you're getting, you're looking for new jobs, you're trying to get a promotion or a raise, uh, it really can help provide that resume weight that you're looking for. And then the fourth one would be knowledge expansion. You know, uh, it's one of the many ways in which we can gain uh, new uh, learning, right? Le it's a learning path. Now, I, I think all those reasons are really important. I think for me, um, when, when you're applying for a job and a company has your resume to base on the decision because you decided to apply online, if you really think about what a resume is, it's the most biased document in the world, right? It's all of the good things you've ever done in your life, none of the bad. And 
anybody that's been recruiting for a little time, not even, it doesn't even take that long, realize that most people lie or exaggerate on their resume. And so whenever you can have a third party certify that you know what that you, that you know what you're doing, that you know that particular skill set. Um, it gives the resume a peace of mind, right? Because it's one thing to say like, "Hey, like how like I'm proficient in Python," but if I have actually have a certification from a really reputable company or certification, then I actually, as a recruiter or hiring manager, can at least be more confident that their skill set from that candidate is higher than just someone that says I'm advanced level in Python because our definition of advanced level might be different. But if there's a third party person that's saying that you're in advanced level or then it actually has a lot more weight. And it's, it's also the reason why referrals work well is because the resume is now just as credible as the referral that you receive, right? Uh, because if you just base it off a random person applying online, that's why it's, it's like, it's most people, if you Google it, right? Like it's like, 80, 75% plus of people lie or exaggerate on their resume. And so I think certifications um, are a really good way to do that. And I think like to me, to me, that is the real reason why I think uh, Microsoft ended up buying uh, LinkedIn and why LinkedIn bought lynda.com, which then shifted to becoming LinkedIn learning and why there's so many certifications attached to LinkedIn learning, because then there's a, a way to prove that you actually have the technical skills that are required to do the job and you take away all this uh, falsification of, of resumes or experience that happens very commonly when people are applying for jobs. Yeah, you bring up a really good point and a really good word there, um, falsification. You definitely, and um, and I think, and, and really, I kind of like, I don't know, we bring up a good topic here, this idea of either, um, resume embellishment and resume falsification. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to certifications, it kind of alleviates a lot of that uh, embellishment opportunity. Now, there still are some areas in which you need to be cautious of, even within that realm, though. Um, like, for example, I would actually... Now, people might disagree with this, um, but I would actually encourage... If you were going to get a certification and you were already registered in the course or you already were uh, had the study materials and you were dedicated, like truly actually dedicated and had a and had a um, had a testing date to put that on your resume if you were looking for a job and put that. But put, but you would have to put something that really solidifies like your testing date on there. Um, now, if you don't pass, you have to remove it. But but there's there's like there are some lines there because you definitely don't want to not include that because that gets in the line of falsification. But um, you know, but that's, that's very, the embellishment versus falsification. That's very similar to saying my gra graduation date is May 2024. I agree. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, I've had to. No, go oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say that to me, it's like it's like you're in your degree, but you're estimated to graduate in May 2024. Um, and we're talking. By the way, we're recording this in October of 2023, right? So like you're letting employers know when you graduate. One, because that's when your degree comes in. But two, when you can especially start, right? And depending on what certification or course you're taking, that might also be when your start date could be. 
That's true. You'd be surprised how many clients I tell like, oh, if you're studying for the SPHR, you should add that on there. Really? Like, yeah, put your, put your, you know, your testing date on there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it depends on the certification, but if it's a well-respected certification, like a, there's a lot of financials, like uh, certified uh, like CPAs where there's multiple tests and there's like, like there's certifications where I think you should put that there is in progress. But if you're taking a three hour LinkedIn learning course or certification that you might be able to not, I don't think at that point, I think that actually looks negatively upon you. I think it really comes down to what is the certification? Is it something that takes a long time to study for where people know that is a process or is it something that you can finish in the weekend? You're just being lazy and you're just taking something that should have been done in a weekend and taking it three months to do. That's true. It doesn't bode well for you if somebody knows you can complete it in a weekend and you're adding it to your resume. Right? Because you'll be like, man, like, yeah. like, like you should have just done it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a really good point. Um, just, yeah. So the, I think the next question is, okay, great. Like I, you guys are, this is great conversation about certifications and the benefits of it. And, but how do I know what certification to do? Like, how do I start that process? Do, um, do I need a certification? How do you, any advice on how you determine that? Yeah. So there are, you know, really a few ways to do this. Um, the first one is you want to consider, you know, industry fit. What do you actually need to excel in your industry? Sometimes you know what it is. Like everybody in your field has it or, you know, maybe a quarter of the people or something and you just know what it is. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're either entering the field and you just don't know or you're having a career transition and, um, so if you don't know what those are, you there are a few ways you can go about that. You can look at professionals on LinkedIn who have your ideal career. What certifications do they have? Do some digging. I know this may seem like really basic logic, but just you know, do some Googling. And then ChatGPT, we have that now. That's a new thing. Ask ChatGPT. I know it's like the buzzword right now, but it's true. Um, talk to coworkers if you're employed. Uh, and then another one I would say is just get the PMP or CAPM because everyone benefits from that certification. I it didn't even occur to me until a few years ago that, hmm, you know, we all really in most jobs manage projects and knowing how to effectively manage a project is a pretty good skill set. Uh, and I think that anybody could really benefit from having that certification. And, um, and then as far as, you know, really understanding the specifics for certain fields, like if you're in sales or business development, you could get a Salesforce um, certification. That one is free, by the way. You could go on, on Salesforce's website, a uh, learning website. I think it's called Trailhead. You could, uh, if you're looking for a job in cloud support, you could get one for AWS, Azure, or Google Cloud, HR. I mean, we have the PHR or the SPHR or one of the SHRM certifications. In recruiting, I actually have a certification that I've put out for recruiting coordinators called uh, uh, Coordinator to Recruiter. And so you can find that at thebossysauce.com. Uh, if you're in IT, you can do a CompTIA and marketing. There's just so many. Same thing with IT, actually, depending on where you want to go. Um, and in marketing, you know, there's so many niches. Really, you just want to kind of figure out what, what niche you want to focus on in one of those two fields. So uh, another one would be if you know another language to just 
validate that and go and get a certification in that language just to prove that, hey, like yeah. I know Spanish, I know French. Um, and or if you're in the medical field, I know uh, medical Spanish. That's also really val valuable. That's so interesting. I, I, I agree with you. I think you share some really good ones. And I, and I know one of the things that we've been talking about is creating a resource for this particular podcast that people can attach, uh, can, can see this information that a lot of it you put together in this, in this Google Doc that we, we kind of were reviewing together before we get started, which is awesome. To me, I think there's three steps to this, and it, it goes along with a lot of what you're sharing. I think number one, as a job seeker, is identifying your future role. Like, what is that future role? So, like, if you were ready to start that role today, what would be the job titles that you would be applying to? And what I would do is that I would actually get 10 different jobs, like jobs that are currently open today, and look at the, uh, the job description. And I would open an Excel file and I would then create and let, rank the skill sets. And the higher they are on the requirements, the more important that skill set is, right? Because if, if you're looking for a job and, and it says requires Python, and then in the bottom it says SQL, well, the, the fact that Python is in the top is that you're going to use Python a lot more than you would SQL. And SQL becomes actually a nice to have skill versus Python a mandatory skill. And if you do that for 10 different roles, what you're going to do is that the data is going to clearly show you what are the most important skill sets for the future role that you're trying to go after, right? So, so first, first step is identify those future roles. Step number two is do the skill assessment that I just showed you, and you can do that in Excel, right? So the higher they are in the job description, you, it's like the number one thing in the job description, give it 10 points, and then all the way down to zero, right? And if you do that, if you do that, right, you can have up to one role. One, if everybody says Python, 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 and so it gets 10 across the board, then Python has 100 points, right? And you do that all the way down, you can clearly see what are the top two to three skills. It will be very clear if you do this correctly. If you find the same job title with 10 different companies, you will see it. And then from there is identify what certifications are best for that particular particular skill set. If all of them say AWS certification, then you clearly see you just got to go to AWS, right, for that particular certification. And so I think to me, that's a depend. You could do this for any industry, and I think you will find if you're going into HR that Sherm has an amazing certifications, and you will go there. And so I think that's a good, really good way to identify what are the like the skills gap that where where you are now, where you need to go. And then from there, do a little bit of research or what skill sets you need to build and what are the best certification ways to do it. That is a fantastic method. And I think that would be a great way to do that. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, what's, let me ask you a certification. Um, you said, you said something about how do you get your certifications paid for? Some of the certifications can be really expensive. Yes. So there are a few different ways. Uh, two of them do require you to be employed and one of them does not. Um, so, well, I mean, one of them is not necessarily full pay for. We'll just kind of go through all of them. Okay. So the first one is your learning and development budget. It's the one that people know the most about. Mm -hmm. Now, with that said, though, I am going to elaborate more on this as an HR professional that has worked in HR for a long time. A lot of people think that if their learning and development budget isn't listed, if it's not listed on the benefits, then it's not there. That's not necessarily true. Sometimes it's just a, you got to ask. And 
And a lot of times people don't ask because they don't see it listed on the benefits. And let me tell you, that's kind of a strategy sometimes with companies. They're like, well, you know, we don't list it on the benefits, less people will ask. So <laughs> be one of the people that asks um, and provide a justification, though. You definitely need to make sure that you are providing a business justification when you ask for um, the company to reimburse you for your certification. And then you need to actually dedicate yourself to passing because, you know, you're on the hook for it. Uh, and then the next one would be uh, tax deductible. So the I actually surveyed my last cohort for my coordinator to recruiter course. And I asked 30 some people if they knew um, that that you could get these tax, uh, that you could get certifications and courses tax deductible, or you could put them on your taxes. Uh, and 88% said that they didn't know that. And uh, so as long as a course or like a certification it has to be a certifying course, as long as the certification fits within the field that you are currently in, and it's not a career transition, it fits within the tax code to have it uh, tax deductible. I have a blog I wrote on my uh, website at thebossysauce.com. If you go to uh, my website and then click blogs, you can actually read more on this. Uh, and then the third one would be you can negotiate it in an offer. So if you are getting a new job offer and uh, you know that you're going to want to get a certification, this actually bodes really well for you because it shows that you're dedicated to further advancing your career, to um, really being, you know, more of an asset to the company. And it also, you know, makes you, you know, it's another expense that you don't have to purchase. Uh, and yeah, so and it's an easier one to negotiate typically than like a compensation. So if your certification is going to cost you a couple grand, um, you might be able to get that uh, tax deduct. I mean, not tax, sorry, <laughs> negotiated in your offer. Uh, that one is is key. So put that one in the memory bank for sure. I would say uh, those are amazing ones. There's two more that come to mind as you were just kind of sharing that. Uh, the other one is um, you actually can go to the certifications websites and a lot of times they offer scholarships or you can even email them and ask them for a discount. So I know I was part of SHRM in Central Florida and I know uh, that they were mentioning a lot how like uh, the CEO of SHRM came in and spoke to our chapter and he would mention a lot about the certifications that if people wrote to the to them and explained to them what their financial situation, maybe, you know, you got laid off and you're just trying to get certification so that you can get a better job, that they would actually uh, give scholarships away or give you the certifications for free. So that's like one thing to, to it doesn't hurt. Like if you, you've sent an email and it doesn't work, then you lost 10 minutes of it, especially if you have our friend chat GPT write that email for you. It might have, you might have lost 30 seconds. Um, the second thing is also too, that there is a lot of amazing certifications that are free or really low cost, uh, that are, that are done because employers want to have more people certified in their technology. So you mentioned AWS, you mentioned a lot of the cloud, uh, clouds, like, so AWS is Amazon's cloud, but, uh, Microsoft cloud, Google cloud, and all those different cloud, uh, providers also like Salesforce has it, Oracle has them. There's tons of certifications that are free from those big tech companies that will allow you to then get jobs because you'll be working on that technology. So that's also amazing career paths that uh, certifications that you can look into that are absolutely 
free as well. And then oh, another one that just lastly popped up, depending on the level of certification and how technical it is, there's actually a lot of community or nonprofits that also have tons of resources that have already pre-negotiated certifications that they can give away for free. So I know that in Orlando, where I'm from, there are tons of like career readiness. There's one organization, I, I can't even think of it right at the top of my head, that actually partners with companies to help not only bring professionals to train and develop them, but also have access to some of those uh, certifications and resources that might cost money, but because of the nonprofit, uh, they get that companies get tax deduction, and so you're able to access that those those things for for free. So um, I think it's I think for me the biggest takeaway as you're listening to this podcast is there's only you're only limited to your creativity to get access to these resources because at the end of the day, whether it's the government, whether it's the non for profits, whether it's the companies, everyone wants you to be upskilled or, or even the tech companies that provide us, everyone wants you to upskill yourself. So if you one want to upskill yourself and be better and have a better career, just know that there's tons of resources, even like I, Kristen, you've said it here, like you mentioned it, your, your website has tons of resources and some of them are free, some of them are paid. But the, the thing is, for people who want to upscale themselves, people who want a better career, the world is, has your back and they just want to support you. Yeah. Yeah. And there, I, there were, some, there were some good ones in there. I didn't know about, thank you for letting me know. I, another one that, um, couple, two other things just popped in my head, yeah. right. As, we, as you were like, well, let's brainstorm here. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Um, were that, uh, don't, don't neglect looking up promo codes yeah. if yeah. you're going to be going. Yeah. I, um, I took a, um, eCornell, uh, certification and don't ever buy an eCornell certification without looking up a promo code. I know. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. Um, and then, the another one is, um, you know, maybe you're not in the situation at this current time for to be, uh, you know, going for your full, uh, you know, expensive certification, but, you know, maybe get the Coursera version right now. You know, maybe that's the cost benefit analysis you need to do at this stage. And then you can go for that, you know, expensive certification later, but you, you'll be prepared for it and you'll already have studied for it because yeah. you'll have the knowledge base from getting the other one. No, I think all that is so true. I think the last thing I would kind of say, and then we'll wrap it up and, and Chris and I will want people to learn a little bit more about you and the services that you provide is also like <laughs> certifications is not like a college degree where there's accreditation boards. So Anybody can have a certification. That's a good thing. And that can also be a bad thing. So I say this to do your homework and do your research, uh, because sometimes learning the wrong things can hurt you more than not have learned them at all. Um, so, um, I would definitely make sure that as you're going through the certification, if it's not some a brand that you already know, right? Like, uh, so I think a lot of universities have certification. You said Cornell, but I know Harvard and pretty much every university has some sort of certifications. You have your big tech companies, you have your big um, industry organizations like Sherm, like those are credible. But as you're, as you're Googling, just research it and make sure that you're, there's a return investment, uh, that the certification is actually going to teach you something that's going to be really helpful. Because like anything else, there's a lot of people who just create certifications and it might not be as helpful. Now, not that they do it with bad intent or bad ill, it's just, it's just what happens when you, it's, it's unregulated completely. So um, anybody can have a certification. But Kristen, this is, has been an amazing conversation. Before we wrap it up, I want to give you a chance to, any, any last thoughts, anything that you want to make sure the audience learns, and then as well as just sharing us a little bit about what you do and how can someone get a hold of you if they want to learn more of your services. 
Yeah. So, you know, I just, I just really want to encourage people to expand their learnings, however that may be. And, you know, certifications are one way. There are a lot of ways to learn. There travels one way, mm -hmm. certifications, you know, uh, you're, you know, reading books, like there's just so many ways we can, we can really just learn. Um, and, and this is just one of those knowledge bases, right? And so um, about, you know, me, please, uh, I would encourage you to check out the bossysauce.com for our, our courses and certifications and the ones that are recommended. And uh, that can be, you can also check out those courses at the bossysauce.com forward slash courses. Uh, and you can also access my LinkedIn and Instagram there. So please feel free to connect with me. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty friendly human being. And so please reach out. Uh, and I've just really enjoyed this whole experience of being on the podcast today. It's just been my absolute pleasure to be here. So thank you so much, Daniel. I really No, Kristen, it. thank you. I will definitely put links to everything you share from your website, to the resources, to your LinkedIn, um, as well as... I'll create uh, maybe a link for you to download this PDF, um, absolutely free. But it, in that PDF, you're also going to see Kristen's website and information uh, because this, I will tell you this PDF was actually uh, Kristen's brain, brainchild. So definitely want to make sure, Kristen, that you're going to get full credit for that. And so everyone is here. But everyone listening, look, um, we don't have, we're not running ads on this podcast, as you can see. So all I ask in return is that if you find value in this or if you know someone that's thinking about getting a certification or you think that this podcast will be helpful, just share this with them. Um, um, and if you can leave us a review and follow and subscribe, that would mean the world to us. I appreciate you guys more than you know. Kristen, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening and catch you guys on the next episode.